welcome to Monster Dear Monster. Uh, I'm one of your hosts, Dave. I'm joined today by Cameron and Matt. How are you guys doing today? Uh, yeah, pretty good. Myself. How about you, Matt? I'm great. I'm drinking some tea-flavored Estus. <laughs> that kind of favorite. <laughs> So, as you might have gathered, uh, dear listener, we're going to be delving into the Monsters of the um, Dark Souls series. Uh, today, we'll be focusing on uh, Dark Souls 1. And uh, I think it would be remiss of us if we didn't talk a little bit about uh, how we got into the series. Um, I was going to go first, but uh, Cameron, uh, how did you get into Dark Souls? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, sure. Um, I started playing Dark Souls 1 uh, is where I started. I started in 2012, I think. Uh, it's a bit of a funny story because I actually got into Dark Souls through Borderlands, of all things. Borderlands. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, I, re- I really love Borderlands 1 and 2. And there was a YouTuber who I always watched by the name of uh, Masterkiz, I believe. He doesn't really upload anymore, but he did a lot of Borderlands stuff. And one day he started a Dark Souls uh, walkthrough. And I watched, you know, the first couple of episodes, the Asylum and the first half of the Undead Berg. And I was like, oh, that's uh, that's pretty cool. I'll give it a go. Uh, and then I got to Anna Londo and quit. <laughs> and about six months later, I picked it up again and beat it in a couple of weeks. <laughs> So you played Dark Souls 1. Uh, did you play Demon Souls at all? Um, I have gone back and played Demon Souls up through to the Penetrator, I think. Um, I still got to go back, you know, replug in my PS3 and finish that off at some point. <laughs> <laughs> and um, how about yourself, Matt? Well, I I didn't really know much about it when it first came out. Um, I just thought of, it's one of those games that I heard through the grapevine, you know, people were talking about it, but I didn't really know much about it. Um, I then decided to look it up, you know, read a few articles on it. And to me, it sounded like the worst game ever um, <laughs> in the sense that it, when I was reading the sort of description about, you know, invasions and, you know, if you, you know, if you lose your souls, if you die, you know, going back to it, you know, it just sounded like, oh, I, th- I thought to myself, that sounds the most stressful game I could ever play. Um, but, you know, I ended up picking it up, um, I think, when it was um, free with um, Xbox uh, games with gold i think i think that was the sort of uh, i think that's where the um the first time i properly got into it i did buy it before that um did about a quarter of an hour i thought nope i'm not playing this this is far too hard for me you know what a lot of people experience um um but then you know i just you know gave it a few goes and eventually got into it and then sort of in the series i've uh i'm a, probably about halfway through demon souls um probably from about two years ago so i've still got my save i can go back to it at any point and um like i was saying before the episode um i bounced off dark souls 2 quite a few times so i've not really played much of that at all um but i will do and i've completed all of three and bloodborne with bloodborne being my favorite i must admit for multiple reasons but that's no uh, criticism of dark souls <laughs> <laughs> It just re- it just resonates with me, but we'll we'll cover that. <laughs> we'll, yeah, we'll, get, we'll get around to it. Yeah. <laughs> um, yourself, Dave? Uh, yeah. So I um, I think got to stretch back a few years. Um, 
I remember picking up uh, Demon Souls um, on launch, uh, 2009, I think, uh, somewhere around there. Um, I I don't recall. I wasn't looking on any forums or anything, so I don't really know how I saw it. Probably because I bought a lot of Atlas games, and um, they were who was like publishing it stateside at the time. Yeah. So I think I just saw the cover and then you know flipped it over and it uh, just looked cool. Um, there was a, a, I think a lot of the blurbs and some of the stuff online was just really <clears throat> heavy talking on the bosses. Like that was like the big attraction. And, um, I don't, uh, this may have had a manual. Uh, I don't remember if the, the games, um, you know, everything's kind of gone digital at this point and they don't really have manuals anymore in the, in the boxes, but I think this one did have it and it kind of had, you know, dirty Colossus and adjudicator and they were in there and I was like, that's the coolest, like, most metal sounding stuff ever. So I, I wanted to give it a shot and, uh, I, I gave it a shot and yeah, I probably, uh, I don't even think I got very far into like world one, one, I just bounced right off. Um, I think it was a time issue. Uh, I was, I was sharing the same, uh, with like my, me and my roommate had, you know, the one TV. So, I always felt bad if I, you know, monopolized it for playing a game or something that wasn't like multiplayer or something we could kind of do together. And uh, Dark Souls is, or, you know, any of the Souls games is pretty much a singular experience, at least, you yeah. know, no controller swapping <laughs> as much on that. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I, I, I think I may have sold it. I don't remember. Um, but I, I know I was still wanted to play it so when um dark souls came out I, I bought it immediately and was with the same roommate you know like two years later so the same thing happened i was just like i don't <laughs> I, I could see that you needed more time than i was willing to be able to put down to play it <laughs> and you know doing it in like 30 minute stretches at a time just didn't feel feasible um so i i put it away for a while and um lo and behold dark souls 2 came out and um i was in a, a different point um uh, i guess in my life at, at, at that time so i was i just had more 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 free time and i could sit there and just play for a few hours uh, at mm -hmm. a time and i just kind of powered through dark souls 2 and um then um my brother um i got him into playing 2 as well so we both beat that kind of concurrently uh, and so we figured, oh, you know, we'll, I'll go, I'll go pick up the uh, greatest hits um, of Dark Souls edition. <laughs> so um, we, uh, we we got that, and um, we're doing the same thing, kind of like just every other day would be like I would I would play for a few hours, and then either he would pick it up afterward, or the next day he would play his character for a while, and we just kind of uh, leapfrogged through the levels, you know, so you yeah, yeah, get yeah. so far, yeah. and then then um, we tried to not really watch each other play because it kind of like ruins it mm. and doesn't give you that feeling of exploring it by yourself. But at the same time, it was kind of fun to like watch someone just, you know, Oh, I fell off a ledge or something. Um, <laughs> so uh, we, we went through and um, I don't remember where we stopped. We, I don't think we made it all the way through to the end um, at that time. Um, because, oh, um, Bloodborne was coming out. I believe by the time we actually were getting around to playing um, Dark Souls One, 
Um, so we just started playing Bloodborne instead. <laughs> and then nice. eventually, nice. Uh, independently, we went back and um, beat uh, Dark Souls. Um, but yeah, I, I, I enjoyed um, having someone in the same house um, go through and play it at the same time. We could just kind of talk about it that way. That was that was fun. Yeah, yeah, I can imagine. I mean, for for me, I've had no one, you know, in real life that I could uh, like family or friends to really talk to about it. But I'll tell you one little story. My um, it was actually to do with Dark Souls and and my mum actually. I um, I remember once I I think I first started playing uh, Dark Souls one when my mum was visiting me because uh, she lives uh, you know a few hours away and um i thought i don't know why <laughs> this is a bit bizarre thing but she she would go and you know i think she was getting herself ready for you know we were going to head out somewhere and you know usually if she'd do that i'd you know pop my xbox or play in you know, a playstation on play play a game that would you know that would take about sort of 10 to 30 minutes like i don't know like a call of duty like a, a you know a sports game or something like that i decided to boot up dark souls for the first time i don't know why um <laughs> it just it just happened and um and so when i when she came back out um of the bathroom or such like she um i was at the uh, asylum deal demon and um and she she actually was helping me you know try and beat it i mean my mum has no concept of video games at all you know and, and it was one of those sort of things where i was i kept dying to the boss and she's like well why do you try and do this and i'm like mum shut up mum i can't you know i can i can do this i'm a gamer um <laughs> you know and, and she she ended up sort of giving me a good advice to actually beat it quite funny enough i mean this is the same mum that that um helped me do um bart simpson versus a space mutant so on the uh nes when i was a kid so you know she and she could get and that game was nails anyway so you know. <laughs> She's a you know turned into a pro gamer when it when when it counts. <laughs> Do you have any uh, any similar stories, uh, Cameron? Uh, no, not really. I've never really played any of the Souls games alongside anyone else. Um, recently, I did help a friend begin Bloodborne. Uh, he was a little put off by the whole, but. Um, so, you know, I helped guide him gently through central Yarnum. Um, and <laughs> gently. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. It, it, took, it took us about 40 minutes, but we got to the, um, the open square with the big bonfire with the, uh, with the mm-hmm. scourge beast on it. Yeah. Um, and, and then he said, okay, I want to see how you can do that. Um, and I got there in 25 seconds. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. uh, um, I look and I was like, okay, now you have to spend four years getting this good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's definitely that, Life that skill wall, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, when you're new to uh, any of the, the games in the um, franchise. Um, yeah, you know, my like I said, I, my it's my uh, youngest brother um, that uh, was playing it along with me. And I have another brother who... At the same time, he he um he's more of a PC gamer, so he decided to um he's like oh yeah that that Dark Souls looks cool I'll I'll play it on PC and it'll look way better you know trying to <laughs> trying to be that elitist I guess and um yeah. this was uh when did, when did he get it I think DS Fix was out um when he started mm-hmm. playing it um but I don't think he installed it something was wrong and uh, it was just having a, a big frame rate issue like the whole 
time and i could just hear him complaining about the controls and <laughs> yeah it's like i don't i'm watching him like i don't think it's the frame rate buddy but <laughs> sure you can blame that um so um having uh somewhat successfully um gotten two siblings uh into the, the series i i gave it a go um this last couple months ago um my my sister um i decided that she should play it too um <laughs> she's she's the baby of the family she's considerably yeah. younger than than myself um and uh, i think she doesn't she doesn't she's not really much of a gamer um uh really um she maybe plays a couple rpgs or uh i can't even think undertale i think i don't i don't play it but i think that's a, hmm. the name of the game yeah um, yeah yeah she's more into that um but uh so i was like well i think i made her read lovecraft or something so um <laughs> you, you tried bloodborne i think you might like yeah. at least the way it looks mm. and uh so so she she gave it a, a valiant effort of 15 minutes <laughs> maybe <laughs> <laughs> and was just like not having it uh it's i mean if it's a twitch game you, you as far yeah. as like your reflexes you need to have a certain skill set um yeah it's it's accessible to everyone i mean anyone can learn the the controls but mm -hmm. um i think going from a turn-based purely turn-based um role-playing games to, to something like bloodborne or any of the games is it's, it's it's large leap um yeah. So what we ended yeah, up yeah, doing, yeah. Um, I think as a compromise was I said, you know what, let's go, let's take a step, a couple steps back. Um, <laughs> here's Dark Souls. We'll start here and <laughs> then you can kind of get a better feel for it because out of the games, I think that um, Dark Souls gives you the best introduction to the systems that it wants you to, to understand. Um, and yeah, it's, it's difficult, but fair. I mean, there's nothing in there that the enemies can do that you can't do too, you know, to to an extent. Um, so she is, I think she's up to the Taurus demon, mm -hmm. and she got there in like uh, under an hour, oh, wow. which is good. Okay, yeah. And thirty minutes of that wasn't running through. Thirty minutes of it was me making her parry <laughs> over and over again. The little uh uh hollows <laughs> just yeah, yeah. endlessly until she could do it every single time and i made her kick everyone with a shield so she could parry <laughs> and kick the two things that i always forget you can do and she learns them like that was her base skill was doing those first which was great <laughs> yeah, yeah. dave i've got this um mental image that you go to your siblings at some point in their life put your hand on their shoulder and go it's time <laughs> basically that's you know, kind of and, what, and like a, there's a Mr. Miyagi sort yeah. of uh, montage coming out after it Are you the hollow <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's, it's just like that actually actually it's a lot of me screaming why aren't you blocking yeah. put yeah. your shield yeah. you know, yeah. it's, it's it's super frustrating like yeah. it's, it's fine for like uh -oh. 20 minutes and then then I yeah. just get like okay just give me the controller <laughs> yeah I'll just exactly. show you yeah yeah. Now you'll play with a rock band guitar. Exactly. <laughs> Actually, I'm going to plug in the toaster. Have fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. Because I think so. Dude, beat it with the toaster. Mm. But I, I think I think you're right. We do we do sort of learn techniques as you is the more you play these sort of games. I mean, I I sort of developed the what I call the nope 
technique as I play these games <laughs> now, which is basically running, going around the corner, seeing either seeing something or something, you know, coming from around the corner, you know, trying to hit you. And I go, nope. And then I just roll around a lot and just go, nope, nope. <laughs> as, 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 as I, every, I literally say in my head, I'm going, nope, as I roll every time, like, no, is it trying to hit me? And it's sort of, uh, and then I run out of there and go, right, game plan time. So, yeah, I think everyone's got their own way of doing it. But, um, yeah. yeah, right. All right. Well, Monsters. perfect. Your, uh, <laughs> your nope strategy leads us, I think, right into the selection of uh, beasties um, that we're, yes. we've, we've all... Uh, gone through um i think i guess you know, a good good chunk of uh, dark souls and um, selected a few of uh our our own personal favorites um for one reason or another um mm -hmm. i'll start off um my first selection is the balder knight uh who makes his appearance in the undead parish yep now this little buddy um uh, if you're unfamiliar with Dark Souls, well, spoilers, we're just going to be talking about the whole thing. Um, <laughs> yeah. Again, Half I guess we should spoilers. just... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, uh, these guys, uh, they're, they're... Miyazaki, the, um, the, the director of Dark Souls, uh, he based a lot of um, his creature designs and, and lore and game and a large chunk of it um, on the uh, manga berserk yes. and uh, the balder knights are reminiscent of um one of the early uh uniform outfits that um a mercenary band uh, wears um so to i guess to set the to set the stage um the uh the undead parish and the um the undead burg uh, for that matter that leads into it is um, infested with these hollows so they're their uh, previous humans um, wandering around aimlessly. I don't want to say they're zombies because they're, they're not <laughs> really zombies. No. Um, they, they've basically lost the will to go on and um, they're, they're cursed to remain undead um, and kind of they look more like mummies, I guess, like mummified yeah, soldiers. Yeah, so. yeah, um, yeah. So the general, uh, the first guys you encounter, um, they're just kind of wearing um, scraps of uh, armor. Um, no one looks like fully decked out, and you 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 do run into a couple guys that uh, have um, some helmets on and uh, a little bit little bit more substantial armor. Uh, but for the most part, everyone's kind of dispatched uh, with hopefully you know maybe three strikes or so of your chosen weapon uh unless you're running around punching things which is not <laughs> suggested <laughs> <laughs> but people do um they do. and uh the you, you make your way past a few um formidable um larger enemies um a, a boss figure and um a strange pig boar wearing also plate mail <laughs> bizarre yeah. but memorable um but none of the uh the general uh hollow kind of cannon fodder guys are um visually like I, know, I wasn't afraid of them i didn't see them and went like oh no i'm not gonna go that way uh because yeah, you've, you've, you've seen maybe three or four variants of them and they're all 
it's generally um, dispatched pretty easily. Um, well, you, you you go through um, a little. There's a fog wall, and it brings you into the undead parish. But I don't. I don't think it pulls up a title card. I think you're just kind of in that section. Yeah. Um. So you're in these sort of ramparts um, of a the upper part of the town. I don't know what you would call it. It's a little fortification and mm-hmm. uh, maybe part of a barracks or something. But it's sort of claustrophobic. You can kind of see the sky beyond on one side, but um, it's a tunnel that you have to walk through. And you reach the end of the tunnel and it sort of like turns into a T section where it goes left and right and you can't go forward because it's you'd be walking off like a, the edge of the, the building. Um, <laughs> and you can't see to the left or the right. But you can tell that there's like a hall, it, 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 the corridor like expands. And um, if if any part of the preceding area has taught you, it's like probably not should just run into a blind corner like that. It might not be the best idea. So um, I, yeah. I, I mm-hmm. distinctly recall the first time I uh, kind of edged myself out. And for some reason, I decided like whatever's there has got to be on like the right hand side that's just where it's coming from so i you know i kind of creep out creep out creep out and i can see like the tip of a spear sort of floating in the air (laughs) and um, i was like i knew it i knew there's a guy right there so i'll just like poke out a little bit and you'll see me and I'll, i'll just draw him into the tunnel and um i went to go do that and all of a sudden i'm finding a sword you know basically sticking out of my chest because there's a dude on the left also. <laughs> and um, I don't even think I saw him, like, what killed me. Like, I just, oh, you died, and had to kind of make the run again. So this time I was like, okay, I know that there's there's two guys here. <laughs> the other guy must be closer because he got me before the spear guy did, and the spear guy has a longer weapon. So I turn and take a peek on the left, and just there's this, like, magnificent set of armor like this guy just decked out and with this big flowing red cape <laughs> and it just like blew me away because you know before all the, the other guys they're they're it's kind of drab like little dirty armor and then this guy's like i have a giant cape i must be like super important <laughs> um, and he like one shot at me so that that already kind of like put a little bit of fear into me and um so i think i spent a little while uh trying to get a feel for how he was going to kill me again because I thought that that was going to be the uh, the, the <laughs> reoccurring theme with this guy, um, but uh, you know I eventually got got of course got the best of him and, and continued on my way uh, only to find there's more of this guy, um, <laughs> but uh, I want to say it's it's the cape and their helmet the visors flipped up all the way. Yeah, all, yeah, on yeah. all of them as well. It's, yeah. It, yeah, they're all flipped up, which it's, I think is to contribute to the fear factor because obviously you can see their eyes and face on that. It is, but all I could think of was I want to say it's Sir Percival from uh, Money Python and the Holy Grail. He's <laughs> <laughs> flipping up his helmet, and that's all I could think about, except for like the creepy cape. So I'm like scared of the cape guy, but then he just keeps popping his helmet up and like making a joke while he's stabbing you. <laughs> so it was, it was like. That's yeah, that sounds like Dark Souls, isn't it? It is. That's the humor in it. Oh, he's you're actually a witch, and you're heavier than a duck. Or, or, or <laughs> uh, 
so that was my encounter with the um the the first balder knight mm-hmm. cameron i think it's your turn uh yeah well actually leading on fairly nicely my first choice here is channelers <laughs> uh so right around the corner from where you had your first encounter with the boulder knight is a fairly large cathedral in the same area of the undead parish uh there are some more boulder knights in there there's also a baronique knight a big very heavily armored guy with a great shield and mace but we're not here about him <laughs> we're here about i pulled everyone out of that cathedral one by one i killed them all one by one in different corners of the area and then i stroll in i've done this i've I've done my job very well. I pick up, um, I think it's a firekeeper soul on the altar. And this uh, soul arrow just takes me in the back of the head and I hadn't healed up. (laughs) (laughs) And so I got one shot by the channeler from the roof. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think think it catches everyone out that one. It's uh, he's a, he's a git really, isn't he? He really is. Um, And so, you know, I respawn, sigh, make my way back through again, uh, get my way up there. And then he buffs an entire pack of mangy little hollows <laughs> and they tear me apart. <laughs> and on the third go, I get through all the bold knights, through all the hollows, and I finally get the channeler. And I'm like, he seemed really unique, you know? I'm probably never going to see him again. Never. I didn't find the one in the depths before I fought the gaping dragon. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> And so I started the gaping dragon fight and suddenly there are soul arrows raining down from like <laughs> the top balcony <laughs> because the channel is looking down and trying to snipe me in the middle of a boss fight. And so I die. I scour the entire depths, finally find him, get rid of him. Never have to see them again. <laughs> Go all the way through the game, through the Duke's archives. There's three of the damn things and they respawn this time. Yep. <laughs> and like... By the end of the game, I was just glad that a channeler didn't show up in as part of the final boss, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, not only are they sort of memorable encounters from my first couple of playthroughs, but I just really also love their design. Uh, they've got this six-eyed, tall, hat-like helmet. Um, they use a big trident that rotates around when they stab with it, so they're very unique-looking. Very and they have the best animation well, in the game. Memory. From a drop point of view. Yeah, they have the best animation of the game from the Trident, which is they do a dance. <laughs> um, yeah. That's the best bit of them. <laughs> yeah, they sort of just jump around with their Trident. And they buff everyone around them, but it's a cute little dance, so it's not that offensive. <laughs> it, the, the worst thing for the for the dance is that I've I've seen a video, the uh, series on Dark Souls, where it's sort of this, I can't remember, I think it's Wild Pie or something like that, that mm. where, where they summarize like um, an area at a time and they... Um, and when he's summarizing the, the the undead parish, there's and he get he gets to the the uh, the channel there and he's dancing. He's put he's that he's done it to dubstep, and it it, it completely. <laughs> I I can't take well I can take the, this, them seriously before with a dance, but I, it's even worse when you've seen them dance to dubstep. Yeah, don't don't oh, see well, it. You'll I never really imagine. It. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. As far as lore goes, these guys work for one of the big bads of Dark Souls 1. They work for Seath the Scaleless. Mm-hmm. Um, according to some of the item descriptions, they have six eyes on their helmet to improve their sight because Seath is blind, they have to do all his reading for him. <laughs> um, and apart from that, they go around snatching maidens and undead for experimentation. So 
the nicest of fellows. <laughs> a little more um, malevolent than the regular hollows. Yeah, and I do like that their um their their special trident, or rather their trident that has the the um little buff dance move. Um, yeah, yeah, makes its appearance um in other games too, not not just this one. Yeah, yeah. Um, actually, when I first played Dark Souls Two for the first time, um, you know, there's the crow's nest where you can drop the petrified somethings to get <laughs> random items. Yeah. Very first thing I got was a channelist trident. I was incredibly happy. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Yeah, I, I think I've had I picked it up a few times um, in, for that getting it as a trade, um, and I know when I've had it, I've never used it um, versus the enemies, but uh, not even really as a buff. I just wanted to go around doing the dance, so I'd like yeah. either invade or get summoned in and just sit there and dance because it's the best. Toss some prism stones down, make a little circle, and dance. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and how about Matt? What's your first pick for memorable Dark Souls enemies? Well, I'm going to go in with my favourite, which is the Black Knights or Black Knights. Um, I absolutely love these guys. I must admit, I just think aesthetically, gameplay-wise, I think like I said, I think they are definitely my favourite enemy uh, in well in Dark Souls One. I know they make reappearances elsewhere, but um, I mean, for me, the you know, the first one I came across was the the one in the Undead Berg, and the, the one that's sort of slightly hidden away. Um, I, I must admit, I I um, when I first saw him, I didn't really know what or who he was. Um, you know, because the fact he had his back turned, I thought, well, is he is he an NPC? He could be crept away. They like being crept away, <laughs> don't they? Um, yeah. So I, you know, I. I so the first time I came across one, I I I ran up. I must admit, I didn't try and backstab him. I tried to run up to him because I thought, oh, he's someone I may be able to talk to. That was a mistake, yeah. as you can imagine. Um, <laughs> and uh, and then he, you know, absolutely tore me apart. And then and then uh, next time I tried backstabbing, which he didn't like, um, so he <laughs> he tore me apart again. Um, I mean, I. The one I, I, the one I have the most fun with is the next one, which is the one in the Undead Parish, which is the one on top of the tower. So before you get to that, um, as uh, Dave was saying earlier about the the, the big pig boar creature, obviously before you just after that bonfire, you can turn right up to a little tower, you know, like you do, just go up and investigate. And he's on the top of it. I must admit, any time I see the, the Black Knights. I think the reason that I like them is the fear factor. And the one on that tower always always gets me because what I always try to do tactics wise is drag him down to the bottom. You know, because yeah. he's you know, find him easier to fight. And then I play this little there's this little Benny Hill sort of game that I play <laughs> with him where I'm trying to, you know, I'm like trying to, you know, kite him down and then is he following me? Oh no, he's not. Oh no, there he is. He's following me. And then I'm like, you know, and then I play this backwards and forwards game and get him down. And then we have a little we tend to have a little game around that bonfire where I'm using the bonfire to, to, um, to sort of put a gap between me and him, <laughs> and, and then uh, and such like. Um, I mean, I think they're my favourite again. Just what I was saying a minute ago, where it's the fear factor. I think that they're a very intimidating enemy because, like a lot of things, they don't they're silent apart from obviously the noise they make when they hit you with their big weapons. Um, but <laughs> I think, I think as a visual. Thing because they obviously they stand quite a bit taller than a 
an average sort of you know human i mean they, to me they i know they're not but if it was another game or media they would come across almost like elf-like because they're quite you know they're tall and quite lean you know if you yeah. you know it, it reminds me of a bit of the like the elves off of um like you know lord of the rings and such like you know i know not armor wise they're not but it, it gives me that sort of vibe like oh if you said to me they're elves underneath i'll like, yeah that'd be probably right um Whereas obviously where the reality is they're actually spirits, aren't they? They're actually, they were burned to ash because they are the, the, the former silver knights of Gwyn. And I love the fact that they, the reason they've got their black knights is because they were charred black because of the flames and the fighting, the chaos demons and the demon war. I think that is a brilliant rather than just being, Oh, they're black because they decided to paint them black. They're actually black because of the, you know, being charred that way. I think that is a fantastic reason to you know to justify them um you know not being silver anymore um and you know i just think that uh, as a whole they're just a, you know they're a fantastic enemy primarily as well because of the different weapons you know obviously people hunt them for you know hopefully getting the good you know their weapons as drops and i think the fact that they <laughs> you don't refer to the the black knights as where they are you refer to them by their weapon oh what did you find uh, them yeah it's the it's the great sword one Oh, it's not the halberd one, is it? You know, it's not. You're not talking about it's the dark brew basin one. <laughs> you're talking about it is the halberd one. You know, it's that's how yeah. they get they get judged. Um, I mean, I think, and I, m- I remember reading as well or seeing that Miyazaki said that when designing the Black Knights, he or one of the reasons for the design, especially with the armor, is he wanted them to wear armor that no one else would wear or a, a conventional human you know wouldn't wouldn't be able to wear you know that they're they're quite self-contained in you know in their armor and such like so i thought that was quite an interesting design choice but yeah they're 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 one of my favorites i love them except for when they keep respawning towards the end of the game <laughs> then they're yeah, bastards that <laughs> yeah they're, now they're fantastic so dave what would be your second one it's back to me. Um, yeah, the second uh, choice I, uh, I I picked this guy, the parasitic wall hugger. So it's an enemy that uh, only makes a singular appearance um, in the game, and infests the wonderful, wonderful uh, blight town, and uh, <laughs> already uh, dark, dank, and poisonous uh, swamp area. And um, it's I guess describe it's sort of like a spider slug kind of guy. Yeah. Um, he's not super visually distinctive only because it's so dark um, in the area. However, um, it's several times larger than the player character, and it's made it's it's made its home in the mouth of sort of like an aqueduct, like a, a giant pipe. And you can just, you see it. You see it sitting there, even from far away, since it's so large. And it's little tentacles, and it's just kind of like crouching, waiting. I just kept, I, I was afraid it was going to get out and like climb all over like this, the terrain and just come chasing you. Because that's all I could think of. Yeah. Was it's, it's going to chase you down these stupid little ramps that are, can't find the ladder, you're lost. All you see is little torches, and guys are, you know, just shooting, shooting poison uh, arrows at you. Um, it's a, it's a, it's a horrible, horrible zone. Just thematically, it's not a, it's uncomfortable place. I think one of the, the, 
I don't know, I felt more uncomfortable in Blighttown, I think, than in the rest of the game, and that's not because of, of a frame rate issue that uh, I don't really think I experienced much of, um, but seems to be some people's downfall. Um, Dave, it would, worry, it would worry me if you said it was your your the most comfortable place that you find. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I just wanted to, you know, find my swamp, okay? Gotta protect the swamp. <laughs> <laughs> I was just comfortable there, you know, my mosquito buddies and giant, <laughs> giants and my my bestie, um, Maneater Mildred. You know, we just hang out. Bestie. <laughs> nice. No, it's a horrible, horrible place. Um, all I could think of was the, the bog of eternal stench from uh, Labyrinth. Yeah. I just imagine it smelled so bad. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so that uh, the the wall hugger who I don't think I was I think he attacks you from the front, but there's a I must have stumbled up his little way to access the back side um, where the uh, the the wall hugger is sort of immobile in this in that pipe, and he's um I guess ostensibly he's guarding. I want to say it's it's a spell. It's been a while yeah, since I've. It is the part that's now within. Okay, so yeah, yeah, you can you can actually get that from coming from the back and kind of just dispensing with him um, without worrying about any damage. But uh, just visually, it was a very threatening um, enemy, and I, man, I, I spent a long time just creeping, creeping, creeping around, like he's waiting for it to just amble out and just kind of come after me. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, just the, just the, the the imagined threat of the thing was 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 far worse than than what it actually posed. Yeah, definitely. I was always very intimidated by that. Yeah, uh, whatever it is. <laughs> and I was glad it didn't make appearance um, anywhere else in the game. Even though I, I thought there were a few places where they could have plugged another one, it uh, yeah. would have been effective. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right uh we are on to your second uh choice there cameron i have picked perhaps the most beloved enemy in all of the souls games <laughs> i can see your nose the bone wheel skeleton <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> um yeah no so our good old bone wheel skeleton uh he is a lovely fellow he appears to be basically a skeleton just bolted onto a wagon wheel and then they've rammed a bunch <laughs> of spikes onto the wheel and he he's a very free skeleton he likes to go fast um and he especially likes to run you up against a wall and kind of just turn you into a fine paste <laughs> nice uh but that's not why he's memorable for me the instance of the first real glitch i remember in a dark souls game <laughs> um, so these guys, these guys uh, appear in the catacombs mostly. Uh, okay. I think there's a couple in the painted world as well. Yeah, they're yes. in the painted world as well. Yeah, catacombs just before the pinwheel, technically a boss fight. Um, <laughs> but I'd made my way down there. I was tired of necromancers. I was tired of surprise black knights hidden under crumbling floors. Um, <laughs> and so I was in this small corridor looking out into this sort of vaster underground area and I just see this shape come roaring towards me. And then I take one step to the side and it goes into the wall and then clips through it and falls out of the world. <laughs> <laughs> the bone wheel. 
Did you, um, did you say you, you're free, Bone Will? You're free. <laughs> Live your life. Was it supposed yeah. to do that? Uh, I don't think so. Um, because I then proceeded to free every single Bone Wheel in the area by leading them back to that spot and making them run into it and drop out of the world. <laughs> the number one you did, cheese You're doing your bit for the, the goodness of the world there. Yeah. <laughs> and they never forgot about this game, game again. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah um i i really love the design they're um i'm pretty sure they're straight out of berserk actually mm. um probably directly so if i'm remembering correctly uh but it is a really striking design um and i think it's actually based on a japanese folklore monster as well if i'm remembering right i mean neo which is the uh the wheel monk uh yes yes yeah yeah, yeah. They're yeah. they're strapped um, to the wheel and tortured for eternity to come drag sinners to hell. Yeah, yeah, that's the one. It's got interesting flavor. Um, it it's dark souls. So I'm assuming pinwheel just went. Uh, what what makes skeletons more convenient? I'm going to make them fast. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they're slow buggers, otherwise. Um, but yeah, no, they're they're very memorable. They're um. They're very deadly if you're unlucky, or if you're very lucky, they're just not a problem. Apparently, mm. um, <laughs> thing is, they, they wouldn't. To me, they, would, they wouldn't. They wouldn't be uh, a mess in a in like a, a 1980s uh, cartoon of some sort. You know, like a you know back in the day, like He Man or or something like that. You know, if Skeletor <laughs> decided to come in with some bone wheel, wheel skeletons, you, you wouldn't think much of it. You're like, yeah, that sounds about right. So mm. uh, yeah, they, they they're an odd one because they feel like they should be out of place because they're so bizarre compared to everything else in that part of the game. You know, the, the catacombs being quite, you know, a, a, you know, a skeleton fest really, which you expect. Yeah, but they don't. They shouldn't. They look at like they should be out of place, but they're not out of place, and I don't know why. They just don't. You think, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. You know, skeletons on wheels. Why not? Yeah, I don't. I don't know why. I just think they do. <laughs> Yeah, and I would say that um, they they do appear um, in uh, later titles um, in the Soul series, um, but I think aside from this first appearance, um, they're lessened somehow. I mean, um, oh, yeah. they they, 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 nev- they never have down. quite the same impact. I don't know if it's uh, an HP pool thing or a damage um, output. Uh, um, they're they're most deadly here. Could- yeah, I think it's a damage thing because I remember finding them in Dark Souls three and being very scared to actually have to fight them. Um, <laughs> and then they weren't really a problem; they just didn't do much damage. Yeah, and I think that's a shame. I think that they should have kept them as formidable. Um, yeah, as they yeah. are because they're they're in they're in the greatest numbers here. But why are they like the most strong? Like you'll find three of them later, and they're pushovers. Oh, uh, and you can take their wheel, and that's cool. Yeah. Yes, you can, which is yeah. always cool. Uh, okay. All right. Is that and it Matt, for our, your... our friend's bone wheel? Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, I was, I was just going to move on. Um. So yeah, Matt, what was your next pick? All right, number two for me is the demonic foliage which is quite a funny 
combination of words. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it sounds like um, it's something you would say about when your garden gets a bit out of control. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> yeah, so the demonic foliage are the um, the tree-like uh, enemies that you face in the uh, dark root garden. Um, which you know, I suppose they're a bit ent like in you know from other games so they're not tree well they're sort of trees but they look i say they look more like um you know a combination of a tree and a bush um sort of enemies i mean i think they for me they stood out um because they they caught me quite um they caught me out quite often actually because they're quite again they're they're another similar to like i was saying about the black knights earlier they're another silent enemy um they sort of come out of nowhere and don't really make much noise apart from obviously trying to hit you um i think they um they and especially the 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 actual location dark root garden because it's a very tranquil place especially when you enter it um after you've um you know come gone past is it andre is it andre you go past andre and then the 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 titanite demon demon, demon, yeah and then you come in it's you know it's quite a peaceful place and again it's you know you know Obviously, that's not going to last for very long, and something is going to come out. But I didn't expect it to be the trees. For <laughs> being honest, it was they. You know, that was not what I was, you know, ex- expecting. And again, there, I think it's the fact that they they rush at you as well. In a, in a way, they sort of will. You know, you'll be just there. And it, the, the one that I that really fr- frustrated me is the one that. I can't remember which bit. It's a bit further on in the diary where it it almost it um it catches you from behind. I think there's this one bit yeah. where you, you collect an yeah. item. I can't remember which item it is in a little secluded bit, and all of a sudden it comes out of nowhere. You know, it, it's literally been yeah. sort of following you, and it's it, you know, and again, it's because they they're silent. It's not like it's you know behind you and it makes it you know it's, it's squawking at you or like you know or uh, <laughs> you know roaring at you. It just creeps up at you, and it's just like like it like you know, you can imagine these folia just going, yeah, that's what I do. I just, I just creep up and hit people. You know, it's just, there's no, <laughs> it's like, it's, it's, again, it's quite, it's nothing special in that sense. But I think, again, it creates a lot of fear in, in Dark Creek Garden because you're then looking at every tree going, are you going to attack me? You know, it's sort of, you know, you get, you know, I mean, that is a real mind thing. If you're worried about trees as you're going around an area, that's a, you know, that's a real, um, I don't particularly know much law on them because I don't think there is much law on these particular enemies. Um, I mean, you know, obviously, um, I said tree like monsters, uh, you know, a, you know, common in other media as well. Um, I, you know, I just think it's an, an obvious dark souls thing to do really. I just, like I said, I just, <laughs> I just find them fantastic really is the, the way they are, especially when, you know, I mean, they're a nightmare when you, when there's a couple of them, so again, especially at how early are they are in the game as well. You know, you're not, they can be, tough in their own way i mean they you know they don't take much to go down and then what makes it worse is that well once you've dealt with them obviously there's a good chance you drag them along with your feet because obviously they get caught in your feet a lot because again you don't they don't stand out so you've killed them and then you're just walking along grass and then you find them dragging them along with you it's almost like again they're still they, you can't get rid of them <laughs> but um you know i don't know what if, if you guys have had any experiences with these but i just like i said i just think they're they're amusing, but um, but a very yeah. good enemy as well. They're definitely very funny. Um, I like the way they just kind of jump about. Kind of, they move. They move pretty oddly. Hmm. 
Yeah, they do actually. They're sort of they 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 sort of they do glide a bit, but then they you know they don't as well. I mean, I, it, that describes one of my work colleagues as well. I, I, <laughs> I called him a demonic foliage. He didn't know what I meant, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. These um, yeah, they, they're quite odd, but I think you know I think they're a good. Again, it's, like a lot of these enemies that we're covering, it it they 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 match their area, and I think again it it keeps you you know obviously it keeps you on your toes like a lot of the enemies do but i think as well they um it's again it's another lesson to learn you know that you know things will be sort of hidden within the not just creeping around the corner but they can actually literally be in plain sight and hidden and such like you know you don't see them coming especially with the fog and you know the mist that's in dark room i think yeah i think it's you know it's definitely almost slight horror element to that as well i think you know it's uh no really well played actually yeah, and I think um one one or more of them. I mean, they're literally shrubberies, and they just come out of the ground. Mm. <laughs> so they're not yeah. an enemy that's like like the hollows or any ones we you encountered beforehand that are already visibly walking around. Um, the first one you see, I believe, that's back might be to you, and it's mm-hmm. walking around, but slightly farther into the garden. There's one visible one, but then there's like a patch of looks like you know tall grass, but it's actually just its head, you know, as it's under the under the ground, just pops yeah, up and gets yeah. you. And they do have a grab attack, which is one of the few enemies that just does that and stops yeah. you from being able to move. Yeah. Again, I think it's their their silence which makes them fearful, you know, yeah. to, because you know because they it's not like they're one of those things where they're part of the the background and then you know because you'll get some games or media where where you know they'll come out of the ground and they'll make a big you know big noise and like because they come out of the ground you're like oh yeah they're, they're these just they're, these just creep out of nowhere they're literally like you know like little assassins they'll just just they won't they don't you know they'll just bound towards you and you know and catch you unaware so yeah yeah i like them um um so i think david sure third one isn't it back to me um it is yes so my my third choice here to pick (laughs) Um, (laughs) number three number three uh the bounding demon of Isolith, and uh you encounter oh who's it like three of them three or four i don't there's Mm -hmm. not very many um Mm -hmm. and i don't think until i looked this up um when i we i uh checked extra life i think for a lot of the um just to get some re- quick references um yeah for some of these yeah. uh, monsters at least visually um the bounding demon it's uh sort of like a thick hipped dragon with a very small oh, torso okay, and yeah. it's just legs it's mostly all legs and yeah the they're basically lower the game, half, i just yeah. thought it was a pair of walking buns because that's all you could see <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> I didn't actually recognize the name um, until you described them. I was like, oh, yeah, you're talking about the dragon butts. Dragon butts, exactly. (laughs) And they have a a face and a front. It's just, it's so compressed. And the two two times I've gone through um, Isolith, uh, I had both the, um, I guess it's, is it the slumbering dragon crest ring? Yeah, and yeah. the um, the the covenant ring, the the forest covenant, where you're basically invisible. Mm-hmm. So I just snuck past 
these like <laughs> stomping around butts. <laughs> so I never, I've never fought them. I've never tried to. I just ran. I ran invisibly past all these large buns. Didn't want them to sit on me or whatever they were gonna do. So I don't know what they do. Maybe they just step on you. Um, I didn't never fight them. Tense. I'm not they, sure. They do a few things. They do. They're sort of. They're they're all about jumping and stomping, really. And they sort of do a they do a sweep attack, I think, as well with their tail. They're yes. sort of, you know, they yeah. they're sort of one of those that they can hit hard as well. From yeah, well, I mean, I imagine yeah. so. I th- this was a case um, much like the uh, parasitic wall hugger, where the just the visual impact was so great that I was like, I'm not even <laughs> going to bother with these guys. I, I have my stuff on. I'm just going to sneak past, um, and I did so uh, on more than one playthrough and. Uh, yeah, still never to this day have like tried to fight one. I was like, ah, it's just I don't like big butts. I don't know. <laughs> Cannot lie. Oh dear. Oh goodness. Um. Yeah. So that that's my my third. Oh, and they're stomping around in lava. Yeah. So just that part also cool. wasn't cool. <laughs> so I just like I'm not gonna mess with this. <laughs> so that's on to you again, Cameron. That was a short one. <laughs> yeah. Um, I've brought you Dark Souls' most beloved friend and foe. I now bring you Dark Souls' most loathed foe, I'm pretty <laughs> sure. Uh, the Silver Knights of Anor Londo. <laughs> Three. And, bros. Yeah. yeah. Anyone who's played through Anor Londo will probably know why I found these memorable. Um, so Anor Londo is the city of the gods. You know, you get there after all this struggle, this hard work. It's not built for people, so you spend a lot of time running around on sort of rafters and crenellations and parapets and stuff. So there's a lot of thin, small areas where you can be very easily knocked off into the void. And then you start climbing one particular area, and an arrow the size of a lance just kind of hits you (laughs) and throws you about 40 feet off a ledge. (laughs) Welcome to Anor Londo. Yeah, that's welcome to Anor Londo. (laughs) Enjoy your stay. (laughs) um yeah uh these guys are actually what stopped me on my very first playthrough um i was a horribly unoptimized build and i couldn't do proper damage but i was just kind of running through things i couldn't run through that (laughs) um (laughs) so you basically have to run up this very thin ledge um and there is an archer to the left and there's an archer to the right and whichever way you face you're going to get shot by something um (laughs) And you're meant to, you know, push it away to the right, sort of kick that guy off the edge, because I'm pretty sure no one fights him on that, like, half-foot ledge you fight him on. <laughs> and then then you can safely drop into Anolondo itself, but uh, I was just never able to do that with my first character. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then you get to find that there's a whole castle full of them. Yeah, yeah, mm. this is their house uh you get in and they are all over the place so the ones up on the rafters were armed with great bows mm-hmm. uh the ones inside tend to stick to sword and shield or spear and shield Spears, yeah stick if you can get it to drop um <laughs> it's a lot of fun to use it also does um miracle damage so it uh permanently kills skeletons in the catacombs nice um but they're just all over the place. They're tough to fight unless you get pretty good at parrying. Um, and they look really nice. They're um they're the unburned version of the Black Knights Matt yeah. mentioned right at the start. Mm-hmm. Well, there's 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 sort of, of just... 
I was going to say that the sort of talk, well, I've sort of read again whether it's true or not that they're actually there is a chance they're actually human in in their armor compared to the black ones, like obviously yeah. which have been but bur- have been burnt to ash. These are actually still alive, if you want to yeah. say that expression. Yeah. yeah, they're actually there is actually you know a human or humanoid, you know, actual uh, mm. uh, knight under under there because obviously they were under Gwyn, so they're the ones that were left behind, weren't they? To uh, yeah. To protect. Dark Souls 3 implies that they were still um, alive, at least for a time, because spoilers for Dark Souls 3, they show up again there in some capacity. <laughs> um, and apparently they just kept guarding and kept on guarding and kept on guarding and they just didn't stop. And God, I wish they had stopped. Um... <laughs> <laughs> now, um, I I never did the... Uh the dark um and orlando run uh, are, are all these silver nets also aren't they illusions oh actually you might be right yeah yeah I I think they are. they're there in that run i think so, so i i yeah. think um when you activate dark and orlando um it removes 90 percent of the enemies i think there's very few left mm. oh yeah if any basically left yeah there are i think three enemies <laughs> And all of them are NPCs. Yeah, that mm-hmm. pop in to yep. wreck your day. Yeah. 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 <laughs> okay, so there might just be illusions then. Yeah. Fair yeah. They're still they're still very dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh okay. And uh, uh, no one has that. Yeah, back to that. That's me, yeah. Um, so my third choice is the Skeleton Beast, otherwise known as the Skeleton Dog. That's mm. their more conventional name that they're known, um, which are uh, which you'll find in the Tomb of the Giants. Um, in essence, like like I just said, they're effectively a skeleton dog. Um, you know, they are literally a um, on all fours. Um, I mean, again common theme with the ones i've picked it's the fear thing they sort of they're again they're very hidden because obviously the the bit you come across them it's very dark in the tomb um so they they're sort of one of those enemies that you all sort of just turn and all of a sudden they're there on you know just sort of <laughs> saying hello in the dark um and uh yeah I, again they're, again they're not from a design point of view they're not anything overly special that you know like i said they are effects but they they that's suppose the one thing about them that even though they are a skeleton dog is such you um they're not they 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 are they do look like a humanoid as well they're not sort of they they haven't got the sort of same sort of design as you'd imagine if you know if i said to you a skeleton dog you wouldn't visualize yeah, these because they're, they're sort of it's almost like a human on all fours with a with you know a slightly um uh, you know, bigger skull with you know bigger teeth and such like. So it is a sort of a mix between a you know a conventional human skeleton and a you know a dog skeleton, which I suppose makes them a bit creepier. Uh, to be fair, um, I mean they, they can be quite hard to deal with. Um, they're more one of those that luckily because they've got I think from memory they've got quite a short aggro range, so you can sort of um, you know as long as you're quick to get the first hit in, especially with a spell of some sort, you can take them down quite easily. But if you don't, they can be a bit of a because I think from memory there's a bit where you come across them along with a, a black knight and something else. Uh, I can't remember now off the top of my head, but um, yeah. you know they can be 
they you know they they can cause you trouble just like the others as well and again it's just another evolution of the of the skeleton you know the skeletons we see throughout this game you know like we were talking about the bone wheels earlier this is just another you know another creepy form um of them and you know i think i think yeah i think tomb the tomb of the giant um uh, see them i must admit i always find weird along with these and all the other skeletons that they're weak to fire i don't know why I always find something bone based being weak mm. to fire quite odd. I don't know about if that's the same for you guys, but um yeah, that's sort of that's their sort of the main way you can take them out throughout the game. But um yeah, I just I just find them creepy, to be honest. Um, you know, and again they're sort of again another silent sort of enemy that sort of like I said, just is on you, a bit similar to the uh, the demonic foliage that they sort of they're on you before you know it really. So yeah, that's yeah. why I like them. Yeah, they're they're pretty cool. Um, they're actually the origin for one of my favorite gifts of uh, Dark Souls, which is <laughs> the guy. The guy just walks forward. He's got the um the skull lantern, but he hasn't raised it up yet. He just takes a couple of steps forward, raises it oh, up. Yeah, the, the face is right there, and he sort of just back steps off down back to the bonfire. <laughs> yeah, I think I've seen the one. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. They like I said because of their aggro range, you sort of you you just inadvertently come across them, and then like I said, it's almost like you could. You could just imagine, like, just shining the lantern over, and they're going, "Hello," <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then they're just, sort of, you know, they sort of. Uh, but you wouldn't want to pet them, though. But no, probably no. not. No, <laughs> that's that's a good bit of uh, monster de monster advice for everyone. Yes, that's a, they're a valid um, uh, employment of your uh, nope strategy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So yeah, so I think are we on to the DLC now. I think. Uh, yeah, that um, that wraps up um, what we'll cover this episode for uh, the main uh, portion of the game, and so we'll take a look at um, a few short selections from uh, Artorius of the Abyss, which is hmm. the the DLC that um, eventually just came as a pack in. Um, with, yes. uh, the yeah, the unfortunately named yeah. prepared to die edition. Uh, <laughs> would they not have chosen that? It would be better, but they did, so we're stuck with it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, the uh, the DLC is accessed in um, what we'll come to find is like the signature, like ridiculously convoluted way um, to get into um, a DLC, and if I think without a walkthrough, would you ever find this? Not, um, not no. offhand. No, no, not offhand. <laughs> there are there are clues, but they're so minor and convoluted that it's pretty pretty ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, they're they're super obscure. Um, I think you need um, the ring from Sif, and then. Uh, um... No, so you need to kill the Hydra in Darker okay. Basin. Yeah. You free Dusk from the Golem. You then need to go to the Duke's Archives, kill a Golem there, get a Pendant, then go back there, and that's how you get into the DLC. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I remember it was... Yeah. It was yeah. uh, I, I definitely looked that one up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah same. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so it's it's ridiculously difficult to... Um, or I guess it's not difficult, it's just circuitous. It takes... It takes a minute to get yeah. there none of the individual steps are like you know uh, inordinately hard on their own um 
So uh, that brings us to our, our my my selection for um, our choice of the abyss is um, the Sanctuary Guardian. So you do all these crazy steps to get into the DLC. You access the DLC, and I I want to say, does it? I think it just drops you right into like the little walkway. Yeah. Um, that leads the out into a large eye. open uh, area. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like an arena, yeah. which you can you're walking to. What you it's like? This is going to be a boss fight because this is just huge open space <laughs> and nothing to like, no terrain or anything to to break it up. So, um, I I remember spending all that time, and I got into the DLC and I'm just, I'm just excited to go. Yeah, I'm gonna go do the DLC, and uh, walk right into a boss fight that I had to keep walking <laughs> back into probably like 10 times. It was ridiculous. <laughs> so our, yeah. our, our uh, titular creature is a chimera. It's a yeah. giant lion. Okay. We talked about the, the, the bone wheels um, not quite fitting in. This was just mm. mind blown. I'm like, what, what? Why is there a chimera here? This doesn't look any, like anything else. In fact, it looks like a lot of <laughs> similar things jammed into one you know, beast. Um, definitely yeah. didn't feel like it fit in except for it was ridiculously annoying. <laughs> that part fit in. Um, so, so basically this, um, uh, lion slash eagle snake tail, I guess. Uh, scorpion scorpion tail. Tail. Okay, in this one. Yeah. So it's, it's fairly traditional, um, chimera. Mm-hmm. It, um, Breeze. It's almost like a manticore, isn't it? Yeah, it's sort of like yeah, a mic. manticore, but it's without the human yeah. face. Yeah, yeah, basically. So, yet another, pull, you know, them them just pulling from a couple of different sources and making it yeah. something new. <laughs> no, no, a new twist on an old favorite, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> and um, he, uh, I want to say, he blasts lightning out. It's been a long time since I. Oh, yeah, yeah, they got lightning. The yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I recall at least. I know the first and probably through the third successive attempt was me just trying to Benny Hill around nothing because there's nothing to like dodge behind except for like a piece of <laughs> yeah. stone or a, a bit of log or something that doesn't really block any of the attacks. Um, and I did, for such a large area, I think I was always confined to the first like quarter of it, just running. And thinking that if I tried to run too far, I would be out. You don't want to really be in the middle of it because there's there's nothing there. And maybe you can kind of kite him around the edge and he might get stuck on a piece of log or something or try to hide. There's, there's a lot of um, jutting out pieces of scenery uh, on the edge of the arena that look like you can hide behind them or use them for some kind of cover. That's not the case. <laughs> I think there's a piece that might block a little bit of lightning, but mostly no. He just killed me over and over and over again. <laughs> and I was like, I'm not even in the DLC yet. I'm just trying to get into the DLC. So <laughs> that was my uh, rude awakening, you know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the yeah. game that already took it's in the middle of the game, you know. <laughs> and um, so I finally defeated the um, Sanctuary Guardian and got into the DLC proper and found it wasn't any easier. Actually, I've got a funny little story actually with the san- yeah, Sanctuary yeah. because I, I um. Before I sort of ever played or got into the, the original Dark Souls, I and obviously when I was trying to stay away from anything online, just to, not to spoil anything, but obviously, you know, Austin and Smoget 
mentioned a lot, you know, in or Owen Owen S and you know, and I was thinking, well, these two that keep you know that keep getting oh, it's the hardest thing you'll you'll face. And I and then I thought that the when you you know, there's a bit where there's two of these guardians you've got to fight or can fight. Yeah. I thought that's who 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 they were. I thought, you know, I'd, like I linked, cause I'd seen a video, of, you know, like a five, you know, 10 second video of the, the two guardian, the sanctuary gardens, um, you know, and I think, God, that looks a nightmare fight. And I thought that's what, who on seeing the Smo were. I thought that, you know, I thought that's who they were. Obviously that was, I was, I was a bit wrong, but <laughs> so yeah, I just always thought they were, that was actually the two. So yeah, I was a rude awakening for me. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I was I was gonna ask Dave, what were your thoughts when you um turned around, I'm hoping at some point, and had a look in there again and there were just two of them kinda standing there looking at you? <laughs> yeah, I was like, Well I'm not they don't need that bonfire, you know. Just <laughs> use the other one. Yeah, that was no. I, I didn't see any um <laughs> benefit to fighting both of them and I, I don't think I looked up to see if they dropped no. something, so I was like, ah, we'll just not do that. <laughs> Which is funny because that's after I had beaten Artorius, and that was yeah, that was yeah. a difficult fight. Yeah, absolutely. But a lot funner. Like I, I enjoyed that more than, and I, I think it took me less tries. It took me more tries to get to the stupid Sanctuary Guardian than Artorius. <laughs> well, I suppose there's there's the argument that from do do the do the um, humanoid type and you know boss is better than the big monster fights. I mean, obviously depends mm. which side of the fence you're on, but. I think that's, uh, you know, an argument for it, isn't it? Which you obviously see later more in, in Bloodborne and such like that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's uh, there's food for that one. Um, yeah, and I think <laughs> I, um, I don't like the big open arenas as much either um, because there's, yeah, there's just me running. I can run and try to get behind them, but if you mess up <laughs> that, you're, you get stepped on or whatever, and it's kind of one hit and you're dead, so... I think there was that too. I don't know. Yeah. I won't make any other excuses. I'm not that good at this game. <laughs> Go on, let it all out, Dave. Let it all out. <laughs> okay, so that's that's my uh, notable uh, Artorias of the Abyss creature. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'll go next, shall I? Yeah, go for it. I got this down in the notes as because I was doing this from memory as the Royal Woods Gardener, but um, I've checked the wiki. Apparently, it's just called the Scarecrow. Now, Scarecrow. I think, I think yeah. the Gardener's a much better name for it. Um, <laughs> so, uh, the, these guys are actually monic foliages from earlier. Matt, they're sort of the same generic body shape. They're just missing yeah. the the giant leafy afro. Yeah, they've had um, a haircut. Yeah, yeah. So it, it basically looks like someone's given. These these evil trees are haircut, wrapped them up in some sort of shoddy clothing, and then handed them farming tools because they got to look <laughs> after the forest. <laughs> um, and yeah, uh, the reason I picked these is not because they're terrifying enemies, not because they're difficult to fight, but because they are adorable. I really love these guys. Um, you can see some of them just sort of doing their work, like the ones with the shears will be sort of secateuring away at low branches. The ones with the plows will be sort of digging in the ground a little. Um, and I, something about them is just really pleasing to watch for me. I really love them. Mm. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think judging on your description there of um, of what they are, it's sort of I was getting images of you know when people 
you know, sent into the military and they get their hair shaved and, and, you know, and such like we were just saying, <laughs> yeah, they've had a haircut, they'll give them clothes, we'll get to got to work the fields. It's like, it's like punishment for, for all the demonic foliages that were uh, stalking people in, uh, in Dark Root Garden. That's their yeah, punishment. Yeah, possibly. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, um, I wish they dropped the shears, but apart from that, because oh, how fun would it be to chase someone around as an invader with just a big pair of scissors? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think they only oh, dropped the amazing. pitchfork, right? Yeah, fork, but that's not as fun. Um, <laughs> no, <laughs> farming tool. <laughs> mm, hey, yeah, um, and I think that leaves Matt. Yeah, I'll wrap this one up. Um, yeah, I've, my choice for the DLC is um, the comedic, uh, <laughs> one of the comedic enemies of the DLC. Which you thought the bone wheels were funny. I've gone for, mm. well, what's officially known as the Abyss Guards, but more known as the bloat heads um, that you find in Ulysseal uh, Township. Which I, now, where do I start with these? Um these are one of the most bizarre enemies you'll probably come across in the game. Um, I, I think, in all honesty, when I first came across them, um, I think, from memory, I died quite quickly because I was just in such shock from them. Just the, yeah. right, for, for people that don't know what they are, they're, again, humanoid with very oversized arms, um, which, sort of, which are bent at the elbow. Um, almost in like a if you look at one they look almost like they're in an m shape um they're an odd one because they they you know they're almost i suppose a bit gorilla like you know in the sense of the way but they don't use their arms to you know to walk they walk on their their heart you know on their normal back legs um and they've got a you know a hair a, a a sort of warped face um which is you yeah. know basically eyes <laughs> and they, <laughs> they Again, they I just find them so bizarre because of where they are really in the game. I, I wasn't expecting them because they, they run at you um, like a lot of enemies do, but they sort of have this weird sort of noise as they're making. They're all, you know, almost laughing and, yeah. you know, cra- they're crazed. And and it's, I think it's, for me personally, that they stood out because of the animation of the arms because they're sort of, they again, that's why I sort of said the comedic earlier. They're so, they look so bizarre that, that I, I did, my mate, my mind couldn't process. Um, you know, it's all you know, like what you were saying, Dave, about the um, about the sanctuary guardians. Um, you know, you're sort of like, whoa, what's the, <laughs> what's this about? It's, it, these are, I know, these are not the same thing, but they they just they just took me so aback that I thought, is this is this a joke? Is this, you know, these are such old <laughs> old enemies to find it this far in the game, or you know, in the in the DLC, um, and you know they. I mean, one of their combo, like one of their attacks, is a slap combo. I mean, uh, you know, that's how he summarizes them. Um, I mean, they come in in um, sort of main two forms is the normal version, and there is also a uh, a sorcerer version, which laughs manically at you as it's firing. It's sort of, uh, you know, again, I think it's, you know, like like a lot of the, the all the enemies that I've picked throughout this episode, I've picked the ones that I find fearful and to me these are fear you know these are instill fear in a different way just in a bizarre way as opposed to a danger way um you know i think that any game or any media which an enemy or creature or monster is 
where you you can't um you can't comprehend them in some way where they're so you know your mind's going what are these about i i think is a good design choice ultimately i think you know you know you you know like dark souls does have a lot of enemies which are quite traditional you know skeletons and the, the other such ones but these are just so you know these would if, if they didn't have those odd arms and and sort of crazed sort of demeanor about them they would probably just be just another you know odd looking enemy but i think they stand mm-hmm. out because of it i just you know and i i mean they're, they're not if they're, they're not overly difficult to deal with in there i mean they if they rush you and there's a point i think in the township where there's a, a like three or four of them can rush you they can be quite a, a pain to deal with um because you know they literally just just charge you effectively but i just think that they they creep me so out so much and and I think these wouldn't go amiss in later in well in in Bloodborne effectively yeah, later than yeah, the line. Yeah. And obviously, this is uh, obviously was done at, you know years before, but these would definitely fit quite nicely in there. So yeah, that would be my uh, DLC choice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I think that uh, that wraps up uh, our enemy choices for uh, this first. Um, look at uh dark souls um we'll we'll be returning to uh the various uh souls born games um over the next uh week or so um kind of see get some feedback uh maybe from our listeners uh on uh um if they have um, particular favorites or um standout uh moments that they uh recall um uh, i'm i'm kind of uh in this just as much for the uh, anecdotes, um, I think, as the, uh, <laughs> the monsters. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you know what? I just, I just remembered the mushroom parents. How could we forget the mushroom parents? <laughs> they, they do make an impact. <laughs> oh, I'm kicking myself now. Oh. Yeah, they're. Um... Yeah, odd. <laughs> but I mean, the like, like I said, we could be here all day with you know all these choices. It's sort of it's you know it's picking. Like I said, I think when you you know I know personally when I was trying to pick which of my favourites, I you know it is down to the ones that you had the best experience with as well. You know the ones that's like like you said, Dave, anecdotes and and uh, funny stories. I think that's the ones that that stand out to the most because you know let's be honest, most of the enemies in these games are memorable. I think they, you know, I think they get even more memorable as the series goes on. To be honest, so yeah, 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 and that's what I'm. I'm hoping uh, we'll we'll get a chance to um, explore and uh, take a look at the other games as well. Um, we'll uh, also uh, come back a little bit and uh, maybe go over um, some of the larger uh, enemies, some of the bosses, maybe. Yeah, um, might be a good choice, and maybe dig in into a little bit um, of either lore or um, inspiration uh, that these guys came from. Um, this was just uh, just kind of a fun little uh, romp about, and uh, nothing not, nothing too serious this episode. <laughs> Definitely, <laughs> or, yeah. although I don't think we're ever that serious. <laughs> so, nah, nah, <laughs> nah, <laughs> Well, I think that uh, that wraps us up uh, for this episode, guys. Um, anything else you wanted? Uh, any last-minute um, bobs and bits? 
Um, ooh, um, I'm going to do a quick shout out to the Dark Inside podcast because I am guesting on this week's episode. Uh, we did a recording earlier this morning for me and it was a lot of fun. So I think that'll be episode 55. So go give it a listen uh, when Definitely. that's out. Yeah, um, for sure. Uh, those, those, uh, it's a good group of guys and um, they've uh, helped us out in the past and uh, mm-hmm. we will always be willing to return the favor. Um, as for myself, I'll, I'll, I'll give a shout out to um, Twin Humanities guys and um, Patty Stardust. He's been doing a one bro run um, this last... Uh, a month and a half maybe two months um yeah and uh that's that's actually um inspired me to make my own attempt uh i started that today actually nice Um, Nice. so we'll 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 see how that goes maybe next episode (laughs) i'll have an update um, on that i will do uh it was my intention to um kind of run through and try to check up on um some of the enemies in game that I, that I'd wanted to talk about this episode that I realized my uh, accessible character was in new game plus And I wasn't going to try to run around mm-hmm. and find everything. Um, not in like, you know, two hours. So I was like, oh, I'll, just, <laughs> I'll just start from the beginning and maybe I'll just, you know, get yeah. the thief's key and go check out blight town. And uh, that <laughs> turned into, you know what I'll do it and not level myself up. Oh, and uh, it's, it's, it's working so far. I'm, I'm uh, up to Andre, and I uh, have a plus five spiky club. It's a lot of fun. Uh, nice. <laughs> and, uh, I think that. Um, do you have anything? Anything else, Matt? Um, I, I was going to say, sort of my shout out on the the Dark Souls theme. Um, I'll be, you know, going ahead. I should be brought in. Uh, it'll be my turn to appear on um, Jeremy's um, Don't Give Up Skeleton podcast next month. Um, I'm due there sort of in a month's time to do my recording, so I'll go into a bit more detail of my uh, Soulsborne experience. So obviously I've not recorded it yet, but obviously you know, give his podcast a listen, you know, all the previous ones because they're, they're great. Yeah. Well, great. We got, that's our shout-outs and our uh, stepping a little bit more into the community. And um, <laughs> Yeah. Uh, we look forward to hearing from you guys out there um yeah i think that that wraps us up uh cameron where can uh, listeners find you on the uh interwebs uh you can find me primarily on twitter at night underscore twitten that's um night without a k (laughs) um uh matt yourself uh yeah same for me i'm all about twitter and my handle is at ninja badger and then the number seven because it's my favorite <laughs> <laughs> and uh likewise um i'm also on twitter um sentinot underscore plus and um well uh we are also on itunes and uh if you guys could uh drop us a line or review um some retweets that'd be great uh any um questions or comments are welcome and we already have some guests lined up, uh, lined up for future episodes, and we'll welcome other ones um, if you're interested. Yeah. So I think that's us uh, signing off for this one. Mm-hmm.